Pause. <laughs> <laughs> we alive. <laughs> Wait, no, we not. I'm live. Wow, now we are. There we are. We hey. are live from Nubian Human in the Anacostia Arts Center in historic Anacostia, Southeast Washington, D.C. Clipping, and baby. this is, I am clipping. That's what it is. The sound is up too high. Okay. Yeah. There you this go. is the neighborish live cast. Perfect. There we go. Yeah, get your anchor popping because uh, I'm using OBS and uh, our guest today, Nick, is going to use anchor and we're going to see. We're going to see. Oh, we're going to see. Something's up with your sound. It is. You can't. You can't hear me. It's not. I mean, it's, it's going in. It was going. It's in still and out. going in and out. Yeah. It is, isn't it? And can I get some uh, richness on my? On you my told head? me to turn it down. You what? Uh, again, can I get some richness on my, uh, <laughs> on my vocals, please? Thank. Check. 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 A little bit more, please. Yeah, exactly. I could tell there was something wrong. Hold on. And I'm just acknowledging. Well, we need, uh, welcome to uh, Dave's technical difficulty. The neighbors live cast. Hopefully, it's not uh, doing that through the whole situation here. The, the one day Like, nah, I'm good with my rinky-dink setup. It works. <laughs> it does usually work. Oh, and Eddie Bryant's watching. And that's the only other time we've had technical difficulty. Eddie, get it, off. It's when, it's when Eddie was on the show. We need to do – oh, uh, I'll take over, Dave. Welcome to the Neighborish Livecast here at uh, Nubian oh. Human and the Anacostia Art Center. Uh, I'm your host – What's what's my names you be giving me? Uh, oh, DC's native son, uh, and what is it? SE three representative, Jay son. Yeah, give it up for me. And then also uh, my co-host, uh, Super Dave, Mister Incredible. That's that's your only joints. Super Dave, Mister Incredible. He's doing technical stuff. And today our special guest is owner and curator, cheap operator, and. Uh, Super duper queen, Miss Anika Hobbs. Give it up. I don't know what we talk about because, as y'all know, I don't know any subjects. It's all on Dave, but he's doing technical stuff. But yeah, he's back now. I Let's got see it what's working. Up. Yeah, yeah. That's, here we that's go. what we do. <laughs> yeah, see, it works fine. It's uh, it's perfect, and there's no problem with it whatsoever. Anyway, um, yeah, as Jay said, we are here. This is uh, the Neighbors Live Cast, and we're so glad to have um, one of our first guests. On the neighborish live cast. She was the, the first the guest. First guest the right? first Jay guest. was like, hey, you come come be on the show. She's like, <laughs> okay. I'm pretty good at doing but, it. But uh yeah, yeah. So we're so glad to have you here. We're gonna talk to you about um, you know, being a female entrepreneur, being a black female entrepreneur, um, uh being an entrepreneur, uh the entrepreneurial spirit. Um, there's a lot of entrepreneurial things going on today, but first there's a lot of things going on in the city, in the country, in the world that we need to talk about. And so we're going to talk about it. Um, I'm going to start by talking about, um, B Smith. Of course, uh, you guys know yesterday she passed away. Um, and she was a model, TV host, lifestyle guru, and restaurateur. It was announced yesterday that Barbara Elaine Smith, better known as B. Smith, lost her battle with Alzheimer's. Uh, the announcement came through her husband uh, via their publicist. Uh, she started modeling uh, in the 60s and in 1976 became the first African-American model uh, to grace the cover of Mademoiselle magazine. 
more modeling and, and TV jobs throughout the 70s and 80s. And then in 1986, she opened the first B. Smith's restaurant in New York, followed by locations, uh, famous locations in places like Atlanta and in Union Station here in D.C. In 2014, she announced that uh, she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and she said she made the announcement to uh, dispel the myths and break down the stigma around the disease. And she's been you know, one of the faces and supporters of, of efforts to cure it and things of that nature. She would be greatly missed. She was an awesome lady, the essence of style and grace. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, rest in peace to B. Smith. Um, you know, I, I'm glad that you're here because um, I want to ask you a little bit about like uh, having a woman like that out there in the world to kind of look up to and and uh, kind of, you know, give you inspiration and things like that. Was it? Was she someone that you, you know, knew about and followed? Or, and it's um, cool if you didn't. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but you know. <laughs> she's like, definitely somebody that I knew about, um, especially on the modeling side, like the fashion modeling side, and of course, you know, B. Smith. But yeah. um, I think you know what what is really heartbreaking about it is that you just see a person come like basically triumph through difficulty because modeling during her time was not easy. It wasn't right. like you could just shoot on Instagram and somebody picks you up, but, right. um, yeah. and not to say that it is still that easy, but in some ways it is, yeah. but, um, yeah. you know, just what she was able to do with her career up, up into being 70, you know? Right. And, yeah. um, so I think that's a prime example of just taking what you have, flipping it, and, and really growing in entrepreneurship in, in all types of facets. She, she built a great portfolio, and I think exactly. that that's something as a black woman to look at and, and honor. Definitely. Her brand was amazing. Everything mm -hmm. from, you know, like the modeling and the, the TV show, uh, which really, like, brought her into people's homes to, like, the uh, she had, like, uh, well, the furniture line and, uh, you know, stuff with Bed Bath & Beyond and different things like that. So just an amazing, amazing person, amazing, strong black woman, you know. Uh, and so uh, she will definitely be missed. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, well, I know Jason loves the lists. Oh. And uh, Hot 97 put out the list of the top hip-hop groups of all time. The top, well, they said the top 10. Top 10 groups? Groups of all time. Does that include duos? I always get Yeah, confused. they say groups and duos, but okay. I'm, I was glad that they didn't include, because it's a difference between a duo and a rapper and a DJ, which right, is something like different. Eric so they didn't Rakim. have Eric B and Rakim yeah, yeah, yeah. or Will Smith and the Fresh Prince. Right, right, right. People like that. But their list uh, went like this. They started with Wu-Tang. That's number, number one? Number one, yeah. Okay, number I can stamp was, that. Number two was Trap. Uh, Outcast is three, Mob Deep, uh, Run DMC, NWA, Bone Thugs and Harmony, The Fugees, The Locks, and EPMD. Now that's their that's their whole list. I mean, I'm I'm cool with it. I mean, it's a I'm couple cool with people. That. I'm like, I don't know if you could do a greatest hip hop groups list and not have Naughty by Nature on there. Or top like, ten though. Top ten. Who are they gonna replace in that list? Uh, a couple of people, the lo right, the locks. Uh, now, nah, um, hold up, hold up, bar for bar. You think Naughty by Nature would take for the lock? Yeah, because if you're looking at bar for bar from the time they were out to the time the locks was out, definitely. And well, then you know, Naughty by Nature had more. Uh, they got hits. hip hop changing. Yeah, they got. They music. definitely got cultural. hip hop hooray. Yeah, OPP started a whole movement. It wasn't a best movement for, <laughs> but it was a movement. You I know, mean, everything I, I mean, will be all if right. It's top ten, I, I could. 
I wouldn't be mad if 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 they were replaced. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I mean, people like you know Onyx or De La Soul or even Salt and Pepper. Like how Salt and Pepper. But, but what I'm saying is how top, Salt and Pepper. Talking about top ten. Top ten Salt and Pepper. Salt and Pepper was who they, who they gonna replace? That's I mean, and you know what? When I was putting this whole thing together, I wasn't thinking. Well, I mean, like as, long, as long as as long as as long as y'all just replacing the locks, okay? Because <laughs> it's like I'm like, who they going? It's not that they bad. I'm just like, who they going to replace? Because like, um, you know, uh, the sounds the doing that crazy yeah, thing yeah, again, know. Dave. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea why. This is the first time it's ever done. And I think it's Anika. <laughs> I think it's her fault. Um, big. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah, we like it, but apparently the sound. I can, I can rob with the. Did you see the uh, uh, Billboard did the top ten MCs? Oh, okay. What was that? This was recently. Yeah, I just saw it yesterday. I don't know if they did it recently, but I just saw it. Oh, yesterday. okay. How um? So do you remember like the number one or two? Or yeah, it, it was list? uh number one was Biggie. I could you know I was like okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't remember all of them, but a lot of my top fives were in their top ten. So I was like I couldn't complain. I was like all right. Yeah. So, you remember uh, number two? Yeah, number two? any other, uh, other ones at all? I thought you were going to talk a little more. Nah, I, I don't. I don't remember. I just remember. Well, I don't know in order, but I know Biggie was number one. Then somewhere, I think it was like Rakim, Eminem was three. Uh, it was like Nas, Three Stacks, Eminem Lauren was Hill. Above Nas and Three Stacks? Uh, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, I know Ghostface was in there. Lil Wayne was number 10. Uh, Kendrick was number nine. And uh, so, I mean, it was all joints that I'd be like, okay, Jay, I think Jay was number two. Okay. It was Biggie, then mm-hmm. Jay, then Eminem, then Rakim, then Nas. Pac wasn't in there. Pac, well, Pac, which they broke down a little bit, was a better uh, writer, storyteller. But as far as uh, MC, mm-hmm. like, it's a difference. I, I mean, well. I'm just, you know, and this is Billboard, so this ain't yeah, our, yeah, this is, yeah, this ain't our list, so. And that's what, you know, MC, he controlled the crowd and he had, but I don't know. All right. But, you know, as far as lyrics and stuff, but, you know, uh, and, you know, Pac's my dude, so. Right. But yeah. I understand hip-hop and I understand, you know, even with, with, like, you was talking about the groups. It's like, okay, I could go with that. As long as Wu-Tang number one. Right. And that's how I felt with the top, like, MC list. It's like, as long as Biggie number one. Okay. I was like, all right, everybody Makes can sense. fall Makes in sense. line. You know, as long as they get number one right. Right, right. So, yeah. uh, did, did you see the fight? Yeah, I did. Wilder versus Fury. Yeah. Did you see it, Anika? No. Oh, okay. You're not, you're not a big fight fan. You don't <laughs> no. watch all the. It was. It was rough, man. It was. It was. Uh, it was rough. It was brutal. Is what it was. Yeah, because uh, I thought I, you know, I go to boxing. I thought I was gonna go spar this last Saturday. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna spar next week. Then I saw that fight. I was like, no, uh, I'm not. I'm just <laughs> train it out. I'm not doing no sparring. That's uh yeah it was it was crazy it was um, I didn't see the fight live I caught like the highlights on yeah me too I, I didn't see it live but um I did notice that um <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> I did notice that Tyson Fury uh, uh he he said you know during the pre-fight interviews he was saying he wanted to taste blood and yeah, so he, he, he did uh, he tasted he, blood literally he he he, he licked Wilder's neck yeah. But you know, I that's what they do, man. It's like that's that's part. I don't of feel culture. like. I mean, like boxing is like a brutal sport. It's violent. It's you know, it's a lot of things. It ain't licking necks though. I don't. It know. is. If, if you come necks, from their culture, it's a cultural thing, man. It's a cultural is thing. Is it really? Yeah. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Who culture is that? 
uh, Tyson Fury and whatever he studies and been raised up in, like that's part of his culture and their culture. And that's I what ain't seen do. him lick nobody else's neck. I how think mu- how was, much have you studied I him? I think he was slightly attracted to Wilder, well, why, so he wasn't. Why is he a culture? <laughs> no, well, his, his, his culture. culture like, uh, his culture. He's going like um, Gypsy or something. Yeah, like he's, that. A, he's like he's a, a Gypsy King. That's what he called gypsy himself. Gypsy King. Yeah. Oh, he's a Gypsy for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. That wasn't like a racial slur. He's actually a. You know, and so some some cultures have, you know, uh, uh, human sacrifice and what's it called when you eat people? Cannibalism. And, you know, they do a lot of work in blood. And, you know, so okay. that's just certain people's culture. So it's. Um, um, yeah, you went a little further than I thought you would. But OK. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's why we're here. Oh, the top <laughs> ten group list, real quick. Just back, uh, just Ghetto Boys. I forgot to mention the Ghetto Boys. Like how they not, like yeah. I mean, cause you know, Face is Face. in my top five too, and as far as MC. Is on there, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can, I can argue because that because of Jada Kiss's ability. Yeah, and like, it you is. Know, um, you know, I agree. Ghost is a good writer and stuff, but they, the the Ghetto Boys. Come on, but anyway, I just had to throw that in there. Um, now that one, I I could. Uh, I could, uh, yeah, because yeah, Face is undeniably one of the best storytellers the, ever yeah. in hip hop. You know, up there with Slick Rick and all the other people that could uh, yeah. tell stories. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I saw a story uh, earlier this week about a couple of school districts who were playing with the notion of getting rid of the 2.0 GPA requirement for for athletes, and uh, they were Word. saying that it can be prohibitive. For uh, the athletes and that, uh, that yeah, um, in high school, yeah, and that the sports is uh, the sports environment or the team environment is conducive to building up their GPA. So I think it's just a ploy to get the kids as good at sports, but not that smart to be able to play, bruh. <laughs> as as a uh, a former high school, coach I was going to ask you, yeah, of uh, football and basketball, that make them work though, right? Uh, it's the it's so school is so easy now as opposed to when I came up. Um, there's so much help and support to get youngins to uh, do well in school, you know. And I can only speak of the uh, the schools that I've dealt with in DCPS, which is DC Public School System. You know, typically in a high school grade nine through twelve, the work that they're learning is at at most, unless you're in like AP classes, seventh or eighth grade work talking about for 11th and 12th graders and so uh we're doing a disservice to these youngins by lowering a 2.0 gpa in this system in this curriculum that's designed for like a 12 or 13 year old student um you know at some point we got to be like we're lowering our standards too much and that's just my thoughts on it. You know, I'm sure there's a, a prison and pipeline uh, <laughs> strategy in place to make things perfect and work to perfection. But that's just my little two cents, you know, being in DCPS uh, in, in and around DCPS for about 20 years and coaching student athletes. You know, this is it's quite easy to get a 2.0 uh, in this curriculum right i thought that was kind of crazy that they made the assertion that it was prohibitive like that's that's that not true stopping. at all so so what do you think the motive is if that's not it well um well the motive is is what it's always been you know from from my perspective is to is to uh 
I guess, miseducate students so that they're easily controlled adults. And oh. so um, it, it's so much harder to control an uh, 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 independent thinker or a creative thinker, right, right. you know, when it comes to like having to control somebody up until they're 60, 70 years old. You know, the best way to do it is to kind of um, uh, intrude and indoctrinate a certain way of life or a certain standard, you know, early. Right. And so right. it becomes habitual as to what their wants, needs and desires will be. And then there's already a, a system in place that meets all of those wants, needs and desires that were created in the adolescence through a system of education. Wow. That's um a lot deeper than I thought you were going to go with that. Well, again. you be asking No, I'm just playing. Nah, you you on point today, though. I see you, man. Well, I mean, you might have did some research today, did you? Well, I mean, I've been doing 20, 20 plus focus. years of research. When you're talking specifically you. about high school athletes, student athletes, like that's kind of my lane. And so you speaking on, you know, things that I'm already familiar with. So, yes, I have done research, a lifetime of research in regards to like how to change things and make those things that I see are contradictory a little bit better and work in our favor. So when I see strategies like that in place, uh, like lowering the GPA for student athletes and all of that, yeah, it's just it part sounds of the like, plan. Right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, okay, they, yeah. they, they just upping it up a little notch. Right. right. Yeah. Man, I'm going to go off script a little bit. Man. Uh -oh. Last night I saw, um, I tried to watch, have you ever heard of the movie called The Best of Enemies? With Taraji Henson. Nah. You haven't heard of it. So basically, she plays this, um, it's a lady, I didn't even do no research on it. I just, uh -oh. she plays a lady who was, uh, you know, um, activist in the South, um, who was working toward school integration. Mm -hmm. And she wound up having to work with this Klansman, played by Sam Rockwell. Oh yeah, and they I don't you like know wind up going, in. yeah, and then the movie was just so like oh man, I wish you oh man, because it was just like I tried to give it a chance because I like Taraji, you know, she plays some hood hood stuff, but she's a good actress, like she really is grounded in skill. So, but uh, but yeah, it was it was it was. I Why'd you bring this up, Dave? I just it just bothered me. It was you went off script for that. Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe you had seen it and we could talk about how much we hated it together, but you let me down. So <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all good. But yeah, man. So um, let's see. Really? Yeah. That, that's how you going over there? <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah What's I mean, next, Dave? All right. You, you okay? Nope. Okay. All right. Well. uh George Zimmerman is back in the news. Did you hear about this? What did he do? He now he's talking about suing. Oh, he's suing. Yeah, yeah um, Warren and Buttigieg because they, uh, you they know, might as well. I think, I think you know we should elect George Zimmerman to be a representative of America. Of America? Yeah, I mean he's he's like the face of America. He's him and Donald Trump. Like they should team up. Of white America. Yeah, maybe. I mean yeah, the true America. Well, like yeah. they are like physical manifestations of what america is like george zimmerman is an american hero american i mean I don't, how else can you make a living like just you know signing skittles and, and selling artwork and, crazy. you know he, he's he's become wealthy and right. that's you know yeah. you know yeah for for his position and actions towards black people has made him successful that's true. Donald That's Trump, true. too. So they should team up and uh, do a campaign together, and they can rally all of their folks. 
That's it's crazy though that he just says like, what lawyer is he working with? That's like, yeah, we should do that case. We should try this. We should uh, sue. Uh, A smart you know, one. The, I mean, none of them are ever like he's. The wild thing is, you're you, you're right though, because even though they're never going to trial, it's keeping his name mm-hmm. in the news, and he can still go around signing stuff and making and being, like uh public appearances pseudo famous a, uh, <laughs> celebrity now right right so i didn't know like, yeah. and america fuels that yeah like it, he, he couldn't definitely. do that if it wasn't a market for it definitely. if there wasn't money and checks coming in for you know what he represents that's the only way to do it that's true that's true so you know yeah that's, i don't even want to waste any more time on him last week we had a conversation Uh-oh. uh we were talking about um uh and this is right in line with the black love experience. oh black love experience um, coming we were talking about how um the the issue with men saying i love you to each other do you remember we had a conversation mm-hmm. Jay it's an issue yeah it was yeah. yeah yeah it definitely is like i mean it's you and know man it's cliff matt just hit it. me up i love you brother yes <laughs> and i mean so you know and i was telling the story about how um and I said I was going to tell it this week about how it had to be maybe like five or six years ago. I was, uh, my cousin's in North Carolina, and we would have conversations on Facebook Live all the time. And, and one time he was, uh, we was hanging up, we was getting off. You know how black, black people never say goodbye? Like, you know, all right, all right. You know, <laughs> never say goodbye is almost an insult. Goodbye. Anyway, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, he was like, all right, bro, I'm, I'm going to talk to you later. I love you, man. And it was, for some reason, it was like weird to me. It like felt like it made me uncomfortable to the point where I was, I was yeah, I was, all right, much, much love to you too. Um, but uh, and it stayed with me so much because of how uncomfortable it made me and it shouldn't have, right? Like, you know, it's family and he loves me, you know, and I love him too. And I, so it made me think about it so much that now I was making a point to, uh, you know, to, to share that, you know, type of love with um with everybody you i know, tell you uh, i love you all the time Dad. yeah yeah definitely and i say it too that's <laughs> i've evolved to a point where it's comfortable but it's funny to see now when i say it to people and they're like oh, yeah, yeah they're you're like cool. yep you good bro <laughs> you good all right word up word up right. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah but um i mean i think that it kind of um denotes this kind so when i say that you guys kind of look to be weird like you well you you well i mean we I can't speak for Anika, but I'm I'm surrounded by a different tribe of people. So that's kind of like commonplace in the circle of people that I surround myself with. But you've also been in places, you know, in different circles and tribes and things where I mean, I'm sure it wasn't always. No, nah, it kind of like even even on the block around my way, like we we well, I lived around your way. I wasn't out there, but yeah. I mean, yeah, but that's the, I was saying you weren't out there, but I mean, like even out there, it's like we jived did do that like i'm blessed man to be in the middle in the heart of southeast and to get that type of love man like because we we've been doing that for years i don't really i can't you know but i'm just saying it it wasn't a weird thing because i guess because we've been through so much like shootouts and deaths and uh so much trauma that we recognize like that like we really do love each other and so we actually tell each other, like, I love you, bro. Like, place. you know, like, yeah. yeah, pretty consistently, even from like a young age, like early 20s. You know what I'm saying? So, it, it, so like I said, I've just been blessed to be surrounded by that energy, you know, um, in, in different environments, on the block, in the music culture, in the sports culture, right. you know, being on, on, you know, playing Division II basketball and you going through a battle. 
and then you lose. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. so you know, I uh, I've been blessed to be around men who haven't been uh, afraid to express themselves and be honest and be like, you know, and tell another brother that I love you, because you know we seen we seen people die and go through traumatic hardships, and uh, we realize the importance of each other early without even some political or religious undertone to it we know we knew we love each other yeah 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 and it was like yeah it's just that it's like a pure feeling it's no like you said religious or any kind of yeah you know weirdness you don't know when you next day somebody be gone right and that's the the key is like you don't want to be at a point where you you saying it to an open casket you know what i'm saying and i mean it's that serious at some point so yeah you know um yeah spread the love y'all don't be ashamed to say you know, you love Come to the black people. love experience and get some. Definitely. Share Definitely. some, get some. Love that is that black love. And, and more. Okay. <laughs> 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 I don't know what Jay is offering at y'all's situation. Hey. Hey. <laughs> but you know, I, I've never I've never experienced anything other than love after any black love experience. Mm-hmm. So I'm just talking the, madness. What you do after the experience is your Yeah, business. which is which <laughs> has, has been nothing, so which is why I can joke so freely about it. <laughs> It's just jokes. Nothing really happens. You know what? I think it might be your, uh, that's an iPhone? Yeah. I think it might be interfering, you think? No. You don't think so? He tried to blame I've, it on you. He still I've tried to blame it on you. I've never this happen before. No, seriously. It's it was never. doing it before I was even recording. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it then was. That, well, I'm just trying to eliminate everything. I wasn't trying to like, you Process know. Process of elimination. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying yeah, to figure out why. Yeah, but it's all the way over there. I was saying it's like right on top of the thing. So I was thinking it. But it's still, you're right. It is still doing it. You're right. So I'm just checking. This just does audio? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, but yeah, I have no idea what's uh, what's going on here. But anyway, uh, that's why I'm kind (laughs) of a little off today. I apologize for not being as... uh, on point, I'm a little perturbed at this point. Perturbed? Ate um, you? I do what I can. Hey, man, I be watching the playbacks of the shows. Some of the stuff that we did, like last week, we hit the hate you. Like, yo, it's, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. We got some, I got to do like a highlight to it because it's some, it's some pretty funny stuff that happens. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, Patrice be sneaking some little shots in there too. We don't even be playing. Like, we miss like three of them, but I'm sitting there rolling, laughing at the little stuff she be saying. Little thing. Shout out to Patrice. Uh Proof should, be, it. should be back with us next week. She probably out in the hall again. Right, right. Hiding out there doing shots. Doing squats. Right. <laughs> 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 squats and crunches and stuff. Mm. But yeah, so um a couple of weeks ago, uh the DC City City Council introduced legislature that would strip gender and patriarchal terms from the DC code and replace them with uh more gender neutral language. The gender terms modernization amendment act of 2020 would change change instances of he or she in the law books to the individual or they. Uh, The bill was introduced by David Grosso, an at-large independent member of the council (laughs) who has been a leader in the LGBT legislation. I'm just looking at Anika face. Right. She's having the same thoughts I'm the having. I'm going yeah, no, to let it ride I'm out. I'm going to get through ahead, the story, David. but then I yeah. want to hear all of these thoughts. Just, That's I'm, why I brought it yeah. yeah, yeah, No, go ahead. Do what you do. I'm sorry. Uh, but, um, I mean, you know, that may be so loud. And ask Anika, because I want to hear the politically correct way to answer these things <laughs> okay. before you ask me. 
Yeah, this is yeah. David Grosso, is an independent <laughs> member of the uh, city council who has been a leader in LGBTQ legislation during his council tenure. He says, uh, we believe strongly that language matters, um, that it actually holds power, and that language of our laws matters. Grosso told uh, NBC News that uh, it's incredibly important that people feel included in the District of Columbia Code to the fullest extent. The 43-page bill consists of suggested terms, Grosso said, because for me it's important that we have a hearing and listen to the public fully on what they think we should change it to. Things like his will be changed to the individuals, men will become individuals, humans or brother, uh, human, or, excuse me, men will become individuals or humans, brothers and sisters will become siblings, and uh, different things like that. Although. Uh, we have done a lot of research and work uh, on this. It is something that we should put out and say, uh, we don't have all the answers. We want to hear what everyone thinks. So, um, yeah, they trying to take all the, uh, you ask, know, ask the specific gender it. pronouns out of the D.C. laws and codes officially and make it just to make it more accepting to all of the different uh, the, to the L, the G, the B, the T and the Q. Um, what's your guys' opinion on it? I mean, I have an opinion. I'm going to wait. I'm going to reserve mine until I hear what you guys think. My PC response? Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, you are the owner and curator of Nubian Human. You got to keep it PC. <laughs> okay. But My that's PC. why you got they me might here. Not, look, they might not be able to hear you anyway. I don't know yet. I'm going to have to check it after we finish. But uh, no, I'm just. I mean. Because my audio is. Uh, My PC response is okay. Okay. That's all I got. That's all you got. I mean, I understand That's safe it as, response. A, as a Definitely. woman. Yeah. I understand that you know we we grew up reading everything is he right. Yeah. So, and I'm a she. Did so? Did you feel like alienated by that? Um. You. It's. It's a. It's it's a trigger. It's a mark, right? You okay. Feel that like oh that's not really me, but you understand. That it is supposed to be me, but you don't feel connected to it because it's he. I'm Understood, he. and that's the energy behind what they what right. they are trying to so do. So I, I can understand that, but okay. am I paying okay. my tax dollars for people to have? I feel like it might be a waste of yeah. I really just feel like go ahead, get the white out, change it, right? Yeah. Get it done. Yeah. I, I understand, but I mean individual that they that's right. absolutely fine. Yeah. But um, how much time are we taking on this? Are we when right? People like dying in the streets, uh, I don't even have to give my opinion because that is my yeah, that opinion. Was, that was that was you, uh, pretty good. That was a good I job. Wasn't expecting it to be that precise. But I mean, I'm not, I, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to anyone. I right, right. Like, yeah, that's that's correct. Let's right. Go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So your official word is "let's go." Okay. Okay. All right. With an ay. With the ay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jay, what you got? Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, well, yeah. I guess after hearing her response, I, I kind of feel the same too. I mean, I guess other than I feel the 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 contradiction with women having to read he. Yeah, I think yeah. that should be changed absolutely all the time. Like you know, I'm a hundred percent a fan of that. But I'm like, well, if I'm man. Well, subjectively speaking. So you just said man. Yeah, you should have been like, like woman. woman. You saw me look like woman. I'm talking to myself. You should have been they. No, <laughs> I, no, I am a man. I don't care what the government tries right. to tell me that I am. 
you know, I am connected. You are an individual. You know, to to a higher power, and I feel connected to uh, man manhood, and so I can't allow another entity to to separate me from what is, you know, um, divinely aligned. And okay. so, with that said, I think women, or I guess uh, people that identify as women, should be called she. And men, I guess, and people who identify with men should be called he. But I'm also, you know, like like Anika said, man, like, uh, again, I said, man, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't care. Like, if they want to use money and time to, like, change all of the words, like, that's not really doing anything for the work that I'm doing, you know, and the spiritual work that I'm doing, the community work that I'm doing you know, the cultural work that I'm doing, it doesn't matter, you know, their laws and, and, and words and ink and all of that. It doesn't really uh, hold a candle to the spiritual work that I'm connected to. Um, so whatever uh, ploys and plots and strategies that they have in place to, uh, to, to, to run a culture and a society, I understand their angle, their motives, and their methods, and I have my angles and my motives and my methods that I'm attached to and aligned to. So it doesn't really hold a lot of weight or you know space in my mind. So to each his own. Do what you got to do. You know what was it? Okay with the ay? Yeah, with the ay. Yeah, there we go. I I I, I, yeah, I second that that opinion. That okay? You second the okay? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I mean, I've, I've, I definitely agree. I feel like um, nobody should be, um, should have to feel disrespected or, or um, not even specifically disrespected, but like you said, it's kind of that, yeah, that feeling of exclusion. Like you know, even though it's supposed to be inclusive of you, like you put it perfectly, like it's, you can feel that it's not. So in, in that sentiment, I do feel like that. Um, it's understandable and this is like um i can't remember who said it but i heard somebody say that um that this is a whole new like frontier this is like a different time and a different so it's going to take some time for us to get everything together um i do think in the effort to remain ahead of the curve and to stay on top of uh making sure everyone is respected and um and represented there's always going to be a certain level of overcorrection and then so we have to kind of bounce back cuz i i mean uh, like you said, taking the time to actually make it such a huge thing. And I mean, there's probably more political motives behind what he's doing than necessarily trying to care, you know. So, but but I mean, I definitely see the um, the idea behind it is is uh, one that's that was grounded in nobility. So I appreciate you know yeah. that. I do feel like um, that there shouldn't be. What you say? <laughs> I ain't say mm, what. And no, I just I was uh, giggling at the the term uh, grounded in nobility. That's oh yeah, well you know most things. I truly believe that most things start from a place of uh, you know nobility, and then it's corrupted. Like people corrupt it. Like you know the ideas of most of the things. If you take it down to its simplest, like the ideas, for instance, of like religion and things like that. If you take it down to the simplest idea, it started with like. A notion of something completely different than what people was like oh i could use this to control people and make them do this and that so i mean you know 
I think that's where you know where it came from, and the idea behind it to make sure that people feel included is is, is a sound one. You know, you can't hate that. But what I was going to say, I do feel like um, there shouldn't be. I don't know, or I don't know if there should be, and I ask you guys' opinions on this. Um, somewhat of an effort to dismiss the actual, like um, the actual binary like pronouns and stuff like that. Because I mean, I prefer to be called he. You know, I, I like it. You know, it's cool with me. I don't think that it's necessarily something that should be completely done away with. You know, maybe interchangeable or something like that. I don't know. Like I said, it's a new. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, we'll figure it out. You know, I think that's what we do. Who you will? Know, as human, human beings, we'll figure it out. Mm. I think we do eventually <laughs> figure stuff out. Really? Like, to a certain extent, to a living extent. Like, we're not all out here. Yeah, certain, that's okay. I'll oh, say it. Okay. I'll give you the, definitely certain human beings. Right. Like, I always say, and I mean, I definitely agree with that sentiment. Like, I always would say, and something I learned, like, on the fo- most fundamental level work in retail is that the human race is brilliant but people are stupid you know what i'm saying like and i, and I love people in it but it's like you know they don't think they don't things like that but you know so the human will figure it out as a whole but uh some of us will so yeah um moving good, on good luck <laughs> yeah i see i don't have a lot of support here today <laughs> so, uh, I'm glad you optimistic, Dave. Right, right. We need I try, that in I our try lives, to, I try to stay. Thank I try you, to be all the time. You sound crazy Always. to me. Really? Mm-hmm. You don't think that people will, like, uh, you know, eventually figure it out? No. Because so that's what, like, so all the stuff that you preach, I want to ask you about this. Yeah, come all on, the give stuff it to me. Talk ready. about all the time about, you know, uh, unifying and uh, organizing to make a better, yeah. you know, uh, future, basically. Yes. You don't believe it's going to happen, though? I think with a concerted effort, I don't think people are just going to figure it out. Well, I didn't say they was just going one day serendipitously be like, "Oh, humans oh. are going to get it." Like, mm, mm. well, I, I mean, but it's going to take work, though. I never said that. I say we was going to see. You got to be the <sighs> come on now. You got to be the tiebreaker. You got to. Sorry. I think it was just because you 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 said it nonchalantly, like, "Oh, it'll even itself out." It's not. Yeah, I ain't, it's all. It's I didn't all say even itself out either. I see it's, that's that's, I that's the no energy you gave behind. Today. Where's Patrice? <laughs> <laughs> Patrice she wouldn't help you either. I didn't say it was a nice, jolly. But that's what it seemed like. I'm just saying that it's not, you know, uh, it's not bleak. You know what I'm saying like to mm. a certain extent. Mm. You see bleakness, like in the. <laughs> Damn, I mean, what is wrong with right you right now? No, I mean this is optimism, though, right? Like, I mean, so like you're not, yeah. Yes, so you are. speaking through the window of optimism, exactly. So I mean, it definitely she's is. she's playing you, Dave. Right, right now. No, <laughs> she's not. All right, okay, all right, you got it. Speaking the truth, okay. <laughs> all right, man. The truth, like if you're not optimistic, what are you? You're pessimistic, I guess. Realistic yeah. is one too. I mean, well, you know, realism <laughs> is, but reality is relative. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. And it's, it's based on perception. Like, it's no real reality. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what you consider reality is somebody else might not. You know. It's true. So, yeah. That is that's, true. Uh, that's my fist up moment for the day. Good Dave. job. <laughs> that was the weakest fist up moment we well, ever had. That's not my thing. That's your thing. You <laughs> wasn't saying that. No, but um, <laughs> I did. I did say something. What'd you say? I said something. I don't remember what see, it was. See. You said okay. Right. Yep. <laughs> with an AY. With an AY. <laughs> But I do want to get into talking to our guest today. It's so great to have Miss Nika Hobbs here with us. It's always a great time when she comes through and, um, you know, hangs out with us. 
Um, welcome. How are you? Thank you. Good Outstanding. You. That's great. That's great. Are you optimistic or are you? <laughs> no. But, uh, <laughs> hold, hold on. I'm sorry. What's I gotta interrupt. got to interrupt. So this dude, Greg Jones, is watching, right? Okay. He's my favorite basketball player ever of all time. Okay. He's on my live right now. That's dope. I feel, dope. I feel special. He Shout don't even out. know me. Shout What's out up, to Greg, Greg Jones. Jones. Yeah. I'm your biggest fan. I know it sounds crazy. I'm a grown man, but. Nah, it's just Shout the out same you. thing as, you know, spreading love. You okay, can, you yeah. You be a fan of somebody and yeah, be a grown man. I'm sorry, but I didn't mean to interrupt. But, but how did no, he no, not you know you and he's on your... Well, you know, yeah. Facebook, I've, I've friend a whole bunch of people I don't know. Okay, uh, and so he's not, like, he's professional or he... he no, nah, he played... Did you ever go to the league? I know he played for West Virginia. He might have went to the league for, I don't know. But he, I think he went to uh, Cardoza. But, but yeah. he used to play in the Herbo. And I was like, okay. yo, it was, he was just crazy. It's so interesting how you know people and they might not have, you know. Right, but yeah, he probably level, has no idea like, who I am. <laughs> but yeah, but you like, that's the best. Like, right, that's like my like favorite that. basketball player yeah. ever of all time. Yeah, like I know cats like, like my rappers life. like that, that I'm like, this is the best rapper in the world, but no, not a lot of people, you know. No, I mean, they got a little buzz and stuff like that. Oh, you yeah, she's a D-Smoke fan. <laughs> he got D-Smoke? a new video, you saw it? Who is D-Smoke? Okay. What? Uh-oh. You about to be in trouble now. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean it like, you know, I just didn't, I don't, you know, I didn't mean it like this. But shout out to D Smoke, wherever you at. I'm sure you. Come find me. Okay. See. All right. See you in the streets is what it sounds like you would say. (laughs) 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 You going to tell all the 12 people watching this? I know, right? Uh, they hear every other word they can mm-hmm. <laughs> right if they can decipher this right. yeah. uh, but uh but yeah man i'm so glad to have you here today the owner operator curator of uh the nubian human uh you started this wonderful uh, uh place how long ago did it begin how long did you know did the actual physical brick and mortar become a thing 2013 2013 september, september 14th 2013 and so I want to ask you this: How long before that was Nubian human a thing in your mind? Like, how long was it? When was like the baby, you know, born mm-hmm. of the, uh, for lack of a better way to put it? <laughs> uh, well, technically, I would say 2001, 2002. So pretty much, I was gonna say, I just don't do the math. When I got out of college, um, I started working. Mm-hmm. I worked in retail. And, you know, I was just like, why is there no store where there's stuff with everybody that looks like us, made Mm -hmm. by us? And so I started meeting with some friends and we just kind of like we all wanted to have our own business. And so we just kind of started meeting regularly in the early 2000s to um, start building business plans. That's dope. That's dope. And I wanted to ask that question about when the idea started, because, you know, um, a lot of people see the finished product and, you know, they think it's just like, oh, you just came up with it and put all the, you bought the trees and stuff and put them in here and made it a wonderful. No, but it takes a lot of work, a lot of thought, a Mm -hmm. lot of, you know, blood, sweat and tears to make something like this a reality. It does. And and you put a lot into it. And then now you have uh, two locations, right? You have uh, the location up in Baltimore. How's it going up there? It's going pretty well. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, Baltimore's. Baltimore's, Baltimore's, you know, it's a whole different vibe. Especially, you know, Southeast is already its own vibe in D.C. Right, right, yeah. um, Baltimore's totally different from, you know, what I've experienced here. So it's definitely some learning happening. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, yeah, different places. It's it's the wire, you know, it really is. Not all of it. 
Well, ninety-seven. Jay, what, like eighty-two percent? Don't put it on me. I love Baltimore. <laughs> I mean, I love it too. But you said we, we talked about this last week. You talking about the wire? Remember? You talking about how it kind of? I don't remember, Dave. Oh, I don't got no help today. Where's Patrice? I don't remember nothing. <laughs> Smoking and stuff. But anyway, uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, so um, you have the, the second location. Are you looking to branch out anymore? Do any more? Uh... We are. Okay. As soon as Jason okay. says I can branch out. but As soon as Jason makes yeah. the decision? No, nope, oh, not right now. No. <laughs> oh, okay. No way. He's pretty astute when it comes to business, like decisions and stuff like that. I found he's a you know yeah. he's a smart guy. Well, you know, yep. contrary to uh, no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> right. you're right. <laughs> nah, nah, but yeah, so, we're not uh, ready to expand yet. No. Okay, okay, <laughs> makes sense. He answered for you. It's a little yes. I can tell you the vibe, but that's cool. It's cool. It's whatever yeah. y'all you know. No, I'm just, but and uh, I'm a caller. She. <laughs> <laughs> I think he used the right pronoun. We. Right, right. We. Right, right. We're not ready to. <laughs> no, yeah. but we definitely do want to expand. Um, it's just making sure that we're in the right markets. We have right, the right team right. set up, um, that our SOPs, everything is in order for that financing. So yeah. right now we're just getting everything in order with D.C., Baltimore, and online. So Okay. Okay. Yeah, you do have the online presence. Is that uh, NubianHuman.com? It is. It y'all is. Got, y'all you got the URL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but you mentioned the team. We talked a little before the show about the importance of having a strong team mm-hmm. and, uh, and you know, just how much that uh, strengthens your brand and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, so did it take you a long time to, like, build it? Because we talked a little bit about how hard it is to get people on the same page and, mm-hmm. and having a team. Like, um, that whole process, was that, a, like, how hard was that to get, you know, a good, strong team behind you? It's still hard. It's still hard. Right. We're still building the team. Right, right. Um. So I would say, you know, we've had, we've had a lot of turnover since maybe 2018. Okay. Um. And it's just been like I hired a whole lot of people, and then it was kind of like you know they weed themselves out. People have to go back to school and things right. like that. Probably half of my team went back to school. Um. Mm. But it, and retail is definitely hard. Even when I worked for H and M you know, they have like a 65% turnover. So they're right. constantly hiring. So why would this small business be any different? The base is still retail. So, um, you know, it is, it is hard. It's it's more so not even about finding people who have the skills, but it's more so about finding people who, who understand the culture. Right, right. And not just like black culture, but the culture of Nubian human in the brand. Right, right. So yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it is, it is pretty hard. But um, once once they got it, I mean, it feels great you know yeah yeah, yeah. that's yep. like you're enlightening them opening their minds that's beautiful and mine too they're opening mine as well you know um okay. having different perspectives and having their own background and they see things that i don't i'm not right, here every right. day so mm-hmm. definitely um you know we're all we're all under the same umbrella so okay. mm-hmm. that's, that's amazing yeah definitely um so you have your team, or you're still building your team. You got it intact. You got your branches set up. Um, so you say you're not really ready to branch out yet. So what's, what's the next move you guys are making? You know, well, I, well, I don't want to give away any of your secrets or anything no. like that either. <laughs> There's but, uh, no secrets. Any, yeah. No, this. You know, I've deemed this year the year of order. Awesome. So awesome. Um, this is the year with where we have to make, as Jason says, a concerted effort to. Um, get a fine-tuned machine, right? right. So yeah. once we make yeah. it through the Black Love Experience, so March 21st at the ARC, blackloveexperience.com, once we make it through that, um, that's wholeheartedly my focus. 
Okay. So okay. how do we get, you know, stronger routines in place? How do we um, just figure out some more systems and things to make it easier on us so that we can grow? Like it's time to scale. Okay. So, um, and you know, there's some other things, ventures that I'm looking to get into. There's some other opportunities that come in front of me. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's got to be a year of order. Okay. Yeah, Nubian Great. Humans should be something that I can like literally step out of for three months so I can go live in, on my island and then come back, <laughs> and, you know. So you mentioned your place. island. Where exactly? No. Anguilla. <laughs> White Anguilla. sand. Wow. Clear water. Yeah. Anguilla. That's... Mm -hmm. That's, but you mentioned the uh, I'm gonna stay focused. You mentioned the Black <laughs> Love Experience. Can you talk a little yes. bit about that? That's uh, I know that you guys uh, event that you hold. Yeah, so it's um, March 21st this year, and it's at the Arc, 1901 Mississippi Avenue. Yeah. Um, it starts at seven, ends at 12 a.m., and pretty much it's just a night of like insane excellence. So um, this is the seventh year we had the the first five years were here. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it was in February, and then we moved it to March, um, and we have it at the Arc now. Okay. So that we have a whole campus of creative. So pretty much it's wow. just like this night of like live music, Jason's performing, Black Alley, Belladonna, DuPont Brass. Um, we did a contest with the Washington Performing Arts mm -hmm. um, through their Mars Artist Program, and so we'll be announcing who the who who are the top four this week okay. so people can start voting on blacklove.com. So there's live music. Um, there's like 70 different vendors. Wow. Uh, we have three different bars and all the bars are all black brands. So all the whiskey, mm. the wine, the beer, the gin, all of it are all black brands. Uh, we have a food park outside. Um, there's a creative agency. It's called Black House and they'll be doing like a pop-up outside. We have... Um, what else? Panel discussions. We'll be announcing an artist, hopefully next, a big artist, hopefully next week. Oh, Once nice. that ink dries, we'll be able to put it out. But somebody that's right. really big. Um, we have interactive art, acoustic sounds upstairs. Um, then there's like wellness. There's all sorts of things. So it, it, any type of person, any type of anything that you're into, there's something that you're going to gravitate you. to. Wow. Yeah. So, um, and it's just it's just straight love. Like everybody leaves on like and Jason, you can you can hop in whenever you want to. But I feel like everybody leaves on this like high, right? Okay. okay. So it definitely like resonates in your heart um, when you just see beautiful black people and just the amount of joy in that night. So, wow. Yeah, that's the black love experience, and you have to experience it. Everybody like I get these messages, these DMs, like what is this? Yeah. And it's kind of yeah. hard to explain. It's right. Right. Yeah. It's so hard because it's like a mishmash of whole different things but um the intention um the undercurrents of what happens is is the intention that is within that is is we we go hard in there mm. we really want everybody to kind of leave with joy mm, so hard for black love that's yeah. dope that's yeah amazing. we do we do yeah yeah mm -hmm. so where did the idea for it come from like you like came up with it and everything yeah so first it was that um i just we start we opened in 2013 in september and i knew mm -hmm. that february just being in retail is a slow month right so everybody's out of like the holidays new right. year yeah. all of that waiting for those tax checks so yeah. it was, you know i was like i have to do something and so I started here and I just, I think I had maybe like three vendors, four vendors and a DJ. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Um, and then it was like my sister and my mom, they were like making food and passing food around. Wow. And we probably had like 150 people come that first time. Mm. Um, and then I, we did it the next year. And then a team started building. I think you came on what year three, maybe? I came 2016, whatever year that was. Yep, year three. Mm-hmm. So year okay. three. Yeah. And we just started like building a team more and more, you know, just folks who were just interested mm-hmm. um, and just adding more pieces to it. So it kind of just like snowballed. And last year we had about 2,000 people. Our goal this year is 3,000. Wow. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. You said last year you had about 2,000 people? 2,000 people? Yeah. 2,000 black folks. Amazing. Yeah. And and everything that you've been saying, I've been hearing you say like the 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 bar stock with all black uh you know libations mm-hmm. and everything is like for everything that's a part of this to be done by people who look like us is right. so powerful it's such a huge statement yeah. um man wow just uh but i mean everything so i mean yeah. like the tech yeah i know today like, i have a call with the like production team yeah. um to do like the pipe and drape it's a black company mm. i mean everything the t-shirt printing the bag printing it, it almost came down to it was just that we had already launched um the company that was going to be the uh ticket hosting site mm-hmm. was going to be a black brand wow but we had already launched on the site that we're on but okay. we still plan to promote that company because yeah yeah know, we need to do yeah. that so that's so dope that mm-hmm. you you know that everything is is uh you know uh afrocentric is that the right is black centric is it's black centric black centric yes. there yeah, you go yeah there yeah you go. yeah yeah so um and everything in your stores is like that too like you know, everything that you sell and mm-hmm. you know um that comes in is from you say you have different things from like places in Africa and different things yeah, like that. Yeah, so we have I would say ninety eight percent of our artists are people of color. Um, so we've worked with about four hundred artists, probably over four hundred at this point, in mm-hmm. about um six different countries and thirty five I mean thirty five countries and six different continents. Dope. Um Dope. and so, you know, a lot of them are based <clears throat> on the African continent, so Senegal, Nigeria, Ghana, South Africa, Malawi, um, Cote d'Ivoire. Cote d'Ivoire. I just like saying that. <laughs> the like first Syria. word he done said, all the Cote d'Ivoire. Yeah. That's dope, though. Good pronunciation. Thank you. <laughs> UBC. So, <yeah>. Hey, hey. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's from all over, but then, That's you know, dope. we're diaspora is all over the world. So, exactly. we have artists yeah. from Germany, UK, Australia. South America, all over. Southeast. Canada, Southeast. <laughs> hey. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, I'm always, like, in awe of the uh, the energy of Nubian human, but also, like, your energy, too. It's always, like, uh, positive and very black-centric. I think we <laughs> coined the term here today. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so I want to talk to you a little bit about um, being a um, black female entrepreneur, Black woman entrepreneur. Black woman entrepreneur. Did I use the wrong? It's female, not the. It's cool. Okay, I want to make sure I'm using all the right <laughs> um, superlatives for you. But um, so um, I, I, some people will say, and this is where we get a little controversial. And I know, but um, some people will say that um, you know, being a black woman, mm-hmm. uh, um, the entrepreneurship and um especially in, in retail and store ownership and things like that is is more difficult um is has that been um has that been your uh, experience or 
Have you seen like differences in maybe how you're treated as opposed to like uh, um, male or Caucasian counterpart? Um, you know what? It's interesting because most of my world is black. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> so um, as far as, you know, men and women, you know, I think it, it, that has not been my case. Okay. I have to be honest, okay. that has not been my case. And yeah. I, and I probably have built my own reality at this point. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm in this bit of a silo, which I probably need to get out of in order for us to grow. Hey, enjoy your silo. <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, I think I've, I, I haven't felt the challenges of being a woman entrepreneur. And also, this is our time. Right, right. right. So yeah, I, you're I in the really good. I can't even say that it's yeah. not. That there's been so much funding and spotlighting and support of being a woman entrepreneur right now. And I can mm -hmm. even say a black woman entrepreneur, although we definitely need a lot more with the least we're the least funded, the least financed. Right, so right. that poses its own type of challenges. Um, but I have to say that the community that is around me that I've um, engaged in, I really don't see that as an issue. Although I do believe it, it is an issue outside of my, my little planet yeah right, right so yeah well that's a dope planet to live on there is that the part of the that can you find get to that from the island from anguilla is that a <laughs> you <got to. laughs> yeah you have to yes by way of yeah okay yeah. okay that's dope that's dope mm -hmm. but uh but yeah sometimes you have to you know um i think some of some of the most successful people um kind of have to you you kind of have to close out a lot of the exterior stuff so just so you can focus and work in your mm -hmm. space and that's where you you know do the best yeah kind of work i, I mean but there's important. definitely challenges i have mm -hmm. gone into rooms and that have been people that have not looked like me i've been on panel discussions and kind of like belittled um okay yeah you know just yeah. as far as like what the level of conversation that i was having that i was asked to to partake in and then kind of the questions that were posed to me there afterwards was a little bit um disrespectful and disregarding you know where what level i'm actually on right but right. um that's not the world that I, i'm usually in okay so my, my thing awesome. is is about black people it's about showing love it's about our progress um and so within that i don't see that issue it's just it's been great awesome awesome yeah. well i'm so happy that that's your experience because you're an awesome person and it would Dave, suck if you was what's up i have a question for sure. you sure yeah Finally, no, I'm just very good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, cause you know, I don't really, I don't really like to speak unless it's warranted or like it's useful. Do your thing. Yeah. Um, well, so I'm working on this set for Black Love, and uh, there's a point in the set uh, where I bring up kind of like sacrificing, um, I guess personal love per se. Mm -hmm. in an effort to uh, manifest like a vision or a goal or like a dream that I feel is bigger than myself. And so I've I got to a point where it's like, yo, I really want to experience this type of love and companionship. But, you know, I have to reach this goal. I have to get this dream. And I feel like a... a uh, uh, a physical relationship would, uh, you know, prohibit me from reaching my goal. Uh, and I know Nubian human, 
was like a goal for you in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, when you were at H and M, you was like, "Nah, we need a space for us to." Uh, so, uh, could you speak if there's any like if like if there's any because people just think like, "Oh, I'm gonna come up, I'm gonna glow up, I get my dream accomplished." Mm-hmm. Did you have to leave something behind in in order to make your business successful or get it to the point that it's at? Definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I mean, um, you know, it's kind of like, how do I say it? So there was one thing, you know, an article that I had read in Entrepreneur Magazine that said, like, being an entrepreneur is like being on a lion. And it's mm. like you're on top of the world. You're on, you know, it's king of the jungle. You're on top of king of the jungle. But at the same time, you're doing everything you can to not fall off and get eaten. Mm-hmm. And... So that sounds great, but mentally you have to understand what that looks like, right? So what that looks like in a day, constant fear, imposter syndrome. um, uh, Astute, like just... uh, the visual. Yeah, oh yeah. My God, that that's why I remember yeah. it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the, and that's why we, we, when we talking to you in mm-hmm. regards to entrepreneurship, because I know so many people personally, like young yeah. girls and people that like look up to you, and mm-hmm. like, and you're so inspirational yeah. to people. Yeah. But it's like I know you personally, and I know the things, you know, that go into right. what people see. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so, and I think yeah. discussions about those things mm-hmm. would probably be almost more helpful to mm-hmm. those people who are inquiring about like what they need to do and like what it takes right. to become successful. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's definitely a lot of sacrifice and you know like when your friends kind of get to like take vacations or mm-hmm. you know they're like oh we're going to go out and things like that it's like you you're not able to right, you know right. so of course, that can be a strain on your personal life. I know it's been a strain on my personal life, just being able to be out, mm-hmm. um, you know. And also just, like, you have a order is different for me. Okay. You know, people, like, order and routine is very different. So, you know, a lot of people are able to, you know, you wake up, you get dressed, you go to work, you go home, you eat your dinner, you go to bed. Right, right. My my life is completely different than that. And it's kind of like this double dutch of like, especially like when you're dating, when you think, when you're talking about yeah, love. Yeah, it's like romantic dating, relationships or something. Yeah, it's like my life is like a double dutch. You better get in or this world's going to whip you. Cause, uh, um, so I know, you know, I'm I'm different and I, and I have to embrace that. You know, mm-hmm. I've chosen to go after this path. I do think it is greater. I'm not rich by any means. There's times that I don't get checks at all. There's been years I have haven't got written a check for myself because mm. my team has to get paid. Mm-hmm. I have to get product in the store. Um, and all of that like gets on it weighs on you emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. And so when it comes to having relationships, um, I think the first thing you try to tackle is your emotional stability. And if you don't have yeah. emotional stability, you can't bring somebody else into this. So it's like until you get a grip on that. So within that, you sacrifice uh, time mm-hmm. um, being parcel between making your dream come true or this portion of your dream come true, getting yourself together, and then the next thing would be finding a mate, bringing somebody in, having that type of companion. And that can be a very long process. Okay. That can be a very long process. So, yeah, there's a lot of sacrifice. There's definitely a lot of sacrifice. Um, yeah. 
And then just even financially, some, I've had to dip in my IRA, 401k, whatever savings to, to keep it afloat. Um, I'm not saying that that's the answer, but that was my solution at the right, time. Right. So, um, yeah, it's constant, constant sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we we probably don't talk about that, and when we do, it's kind of on the lighter side, you yeah, know. Yeah, right. But exactly. we don't really get specific into, <laughs> like, you know, when I opened Nubian Human, I had forty thousand dollars cash saved. I'm mm-hmm. a saver. Okay. Um, and so when I left work, that's how I knew I could leave work and didn't work for a year because I had money saved and I yeah, still and had necessary. that money to open yeah. Nubian Human. Right, right. But I had to make a decision. Was I going to buy a house or was I going to start a business? Yeah, so, yeah. you know. And those little decisions like that, um, that fork in the road, like taking the right path, it's so crazy how like one path gets you somewhere, but another path might take you so far beyond, right, right. you know, and that have that vision and that foresight. And then the the uh, stick to itness, for lack of a better word, to just stay with the vision fortitude, and, and, and yes. fortitude. There you go. See, that's why you're here. <laughs> but, uh, Syracuse. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But uh, and then you also um, you said you know we, when you talk about it, you kind of talk about the lighter side. I giggled a little bit because it's like mm-hmm. you kind of have to because if you you know you get into the the dark deepness of it, you yeah. just be depressed all the time. Nah, or, bro. That's why we here. That's what the neighborish live cast is all well, about. Well, I mean, but but you know, on the regular, to talk, we're here nah, in a supportive no, I, well, environment to and tying talk all about of this it. together, like uh, with the neighborish live cast, because you and I talk about all the time. Like, I think that's what separates our cast from all of the seven billion other casts. Right. So that we be honest, but tying that back too, in yeah. to the black love experience, uh, I think what she left out is that there's also a concerted effort. To ensure that people do walk away mm-hmm. with a certain feeling, yeah, a the certain energy vibe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's not like, yeah. oh, we're just going to get these people to come. And it's like, nah, like we're, we're, we're doing it in an effort uh, um, to, uh, to, to rally like-minded spirits to yeah. take action. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not just for entertainment. It is good mm-hmm. entertainment, good vibes, good energy, but it's also... Uh, specifically designed to put us in a position so that we can like make moves literally right so um, but i think that also resonates to what nubian human is as well like Mm -hmm. we're very intentional we're intentional with we're intentional with the music when you come in Mm -hmm. we're intentional with how we greet you we talk about that that's actually part of our training Mm -hmm. like how we greet each other Mm -hmm. um and because we're not used to saying I love you or giving hugs exactly. or exactly. you know like somebody comes into the store they're crying I've had people come into the store crying yep, I'm gonna hug here. you I don't, yeah. I don't know your name sis but I'm gonna give you a hug yeah, and you can't yeah. get that everywhere no? and um, you know and I think also like Jason always reminds me a lot too just like the movement of what we're doing and how it, it you the pride that you feel in purchasing something here like yes you go to macy's Mm -hmm. or wherever you feel good about your your skirt or your top your shirt but it's like here it's like you go home and there's a different level of pride you know we've been pumping out these black panther sweatshirts probably for like two years now and i wanted to stop because i was like you know i want freshness but but jason's like yo the just the idea of like these 250 300 people that are out on the street because nubian human decided to put black panther sweatshirts in the store how many people are out there just rocking that what type of conversation and message message, is out there with that so 
yeah, I think I think everything we do is super intentional, and that sets yeah. us apart from other spaces in retail, in events, um, in everything, everything we do. So much more than like open um, mics, and then even you guys probably. Well, I'm sure you guys realize it because you have, because you have like the vision and the foresight to see like what it's doing, but the 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 vibe and the energy is not always. Uh, or is not um, focused on the money and you can feel it. Because it's like most places like would do something like if like Macy's do something for, you know, uh, Black History Month or something, you know that it's just because black people are going to be like, oh, I like that they, they really cared about us, yeah. but it's all about. But the vibe and the feeling, uh, the energy in here is so different and people gravitate toward it. That's what makes like, um, you know, because uh, it's always like serendipitous what people like. Like people are fickle and finicky, but they always gravitate toward like real recognizes real. Right. You know, and they gravitate toward that real authentic experience. And I think you guys provide that here. And that's my commercial for Nubian Human. Come on in and purchase some things <laughs> and uh, feel good about yourself. But no, really, yeah. seriously. And, and the fact that it's all... Um, you know, um, pre-planned and yeah. and meant to be that way is uh, you know intentional is is amazing and it shows um, you know brilliance on both of you guys' parts and I'm happy to be sitting with y'all because <laughs> even though y'all wasn't rocking with me earlier, <laughs> not quite sure if we. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what? Just getting through the interview, man. Just getting through. My goodness, I never felt so. Uh, anyway, yeah. this is the last neighbors we do it in the no, no, we're definitely be back next week. No, but I'm but, um, just even thinking about it. You know, like you all do your podcast here every Monday. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like that, I think that's amazing. I think that's great that there's a space that you got a key to. You can come any day you want and come do your podcast and not have to worry about oh it's this hour or anything like this is your space this is your space too you know and we do that through the events that we have in the store like jason has his native tongue that's this friday yeah um so that that features cecily alexa this which is um, dope because she just dropped a really dope video have you seen the video it's super dope it's amazing it's great art um and so, like, the open mic has definitely been something that we've been wanting for a long time. And, like, the right person was able to make it, Jason was able to make it happen. And it's been, like, picking up and, you know, it's a vibe. Like, it's definitely, a vibe. And definitely. we have the same thing. Like, we're starting the same thing. Same night in Baltimore, we have another uh, music series where my landlord, she's a shout out to Trish. She's amazing. So okay. we're going to have a black saxophone player mm. and a black baker. Um, so we're just going to have like some music, some vibes, people kind of like chilling, watching some sound. Then it's like Saturday. We have the art opening for James Flowers here, mm. um, from six to nine. So, and the title of it is, is, I think it is the black woman. God is the, is the name mm. of this exhibit. So, I mean, we, we really try to, we're very intentional as I keep saying, and, and we really try to make sure it, there's a we before an I all right, here. All right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I'm just like uh like the energy, I love it. It's always uh Yeah, good stuff. No, I'm just sorry, Dave. We no, that's cool. <laughs> I know she had a, she she said earlier she had to do a yeah. hard out at twelve. Oh, okay. And I was just trying yeah. to keep her on point. Yeah, I seen the look you gave me though, baby nervous. 12, I didn't know if it was Oh, okay. All right. I was like, I thought she said twelve thirty, but it's cool. She told me something else. But uh, but yeah, we. <laughs> but so that's good that it's twelve thirty because I do want to talk a little bit. We talked a lot about uh, newbie and human. I want to talk a little bit about Anika Hobbs. Mm. And uh, not oh, you, you asked me before was there? There's a newbie and human Anika, and then there's Anika Hobbs. 
Right, right. Yeah, she she lives in the shadows. Okay, okay. Just, well, I'm not I'm gonna get kidding. too. Yeah, I don't want to get too personal <laughs> and ask you anything. But when you date fellas, no. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> okay. But uh, Jay touched on it a little bit though about like um, um, you know trying to balance romantic relationships and right. um, you know you talked about how difficult it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, has, so has that been a challenge for you specifically, or is it just something more that you see as difficult and not like, you know, trying to get too big? Oh, what was the side for? And not, not you I'm know, just, I'm know, looking forward to hearing this. No stuff. specific, you know, no specifics or anything. I'm just asking, you know, um, has it been a challenge for you? And what advice would you give someone trying to do that, trying to balance, you know, uh, work and relationship? So it's a two part question. Okay, well, when I was dating Mike, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Dang, Mike. <laughs> no, has it been a challenge? It definitely has been a challenge. Just like I said, just going out um, has been a challenge. You know, you're not going to meet everybody coming through the, these doors. So I would say that that part has been kind of difficult. Mm. Um, but you make time for what you want. So exactly. Oh, that's a good. Uh, I truly ahead, believe sorry. that, like, if this is something that you definitely want, you go after it, you make time for it, um, mm-hmm. just like you make time to go to the gym or the hairdresser or get your nails done, whatever it is, the barber, you can make time for dating. It is right. the, the challenges is that um, you have to have somebody that is understanding of your of your career and your mm-hmm. life path. But um I think that there definitely are. I've, I've met, you know, men. I've dated men who are who are understanding of that. You know, like hmm. shout out to like, like it's it was my boyfriend at the time that helped me open Nubian Human. Okay. Not financially, okay. but he did a lot of heavy lifting. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he was definitely here with me late nights and building my register, and you know he did a lot for me. So dope. dope. Um, he understood. He understood that, and so. Yeah, it does. It definitely poses a challenge. Um, you know, I've also been told that um, because I own a business, I'm looked at it as a woman who doesn't need a man. And uh, so, and so I hear <laughs> I have a lot of female friends, right? And we have a lot of uh, in-depth conversations, like friends on a uh, you know a level of almost like family. And so right. we have a lot of in-depth conversations, and I do hear a lot of the um, like uh, women on a certain level financially or in the business world. Mm-hmm. Um, for women, there is a is a perception that they are perceived by men as intimidating or right. but I don't hear that as much for men. Do do you um do you find that men seem to be intimidated or you cause you say you heard it, but is it your experience that men uh, or they look at you as you don't need anything, you you know Yeah. I mean I've I had I've had a conversation with three men okay. and a boy. Um and actually the boy was like, I know why, because you own a business, so you're looked at as if you don't need anything, and mm, mm. Um, that you can that you're independent and you can do everything on your own. Which, to a certain extent, I can. Yeah, but, do everything on your own, but way. not everything. <laughs> right. right, right. So not everything, you know. But I mean, I, I'm a woman. I want a yang to my yin, yeah, and yeah. you know, I definitely think that. You know, although it's not the answer to my life, my life would be more fulfilled with a companion. So. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've dated men who like buy me stuff and that's not my love language. Okay. Um, okay. You know, I don't need somebody to like buy me everything unless it's my island. 
Unless it's the, Anguilla. The, <laughs> fellas, if you're listening, <laughs> the way to a nigga saw Anguilla. Anguilla. <laughs> Period. That uh, has a direct connection to her <laughs> planet. That you know, but, uh, right. but, uh, but, yeah, that's, but yeah, I mean, it's, it is definitely a challenge. And we have conversations, too. You know, a lot of women come through here. Some of my best friends, we talk about that as well. You know, like, you know, they're able to provide for themselves. They have well-paying jobs. Mm-hmm. If they have children, they take care of their children while the father may not. Um, so they're always looked at as being able to take care of everything, but yeah. no, that's not that's not who we are. Yeah, that's not who yeah. We are. And so. even if you you know even if you can't take care of everything, you're not looking for somebody to take care of you. You're looking no, for I'm a not. partner, right? You're yeah, looking I'm just for looking like for a, somebody, somebody to, to pick up boxes, right? And stuff. <laughs> you know, I'm tired of picking up heavy boxes myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, take my car, get some gas. You know, babe, Wait a I, babe, babe, I got you. This kind of babe, I got you. It's a little chauvinistic, but okay, like. <laughs> You can, you know. but yeah. uh but no yeah definitely understood <laughs> understood so yeah. uh the second part of that is if you were to talk to someone you say you have conversations with people who are mm-hmm. going to do different things what kind of advice does anika give to people or do you give advice or suggestions or just be like do you when it comes to entrepreneurship uh or? entrepreneurship and ba- balancing relationships oh uh, like. well i mean balancing relationships i just think you you have to have your separate time, right? Mm-hmm. Unless that person is extremely invested in, you know, luckily I would say the past, except for one, but I would say the past couple or so guys that I've dated, they are interested in what is, you know, in my day to day. Okay. So, okay. you know, it worked out for me to talk about it, but you know, if not, then put it down, talk about something else, be interesting, mm-hmm. you know, like find some other things to talk about. But I just think, the advice is just you have to carve out time for it. The same way how you carve out time for your business, you have to carve out time for a relationship. True. Um, <clears throat> but you can't True. depend on it to make you happy or be the answer to the to the other side of the chaos that happens in business. Right, you can't right, you can't right. lean on your relationship to be that. You have to have that wholeness in yourself. But um, I mean, there's no big advice. I just. Put your mind, put your put your time to it, and it'll it'll come. It'll come. Okay. Yeah. That's actually good advice. Even though you said it's no advice. It's, Thank you. It's pretty strong, Appreciate sound it. advice. I've I've been through enough relationships to know. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> and so I want to ask Jay too, because you're a real busy dude. You do a lot in this world. Do you find that it's a sacrifice? Because you kind of brought up the you were you know you were um. Uh, kind of formulating the question as you were asking her for a second there, I was like, is he about to propose to a nigga? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but, uh, but no, but seriously, but I know where that comes from because we've had conversations about it and I know that you deal with it too. So uh, this is a true question for you. Like, what, what do you do? So, you know, um, in your personal experience, like um, balancing like all the things that you do all the time and, uh, and relationships as a whole, like, have you found that it's difficult? Um, I just want to give a, another position from the that she gave the feminine, so you got to give the masculine. Well, to be honest, man, it's like it's not, not even really a balance because I don't, I don't, really, I don't date, um, and uh, I've already committed, kind of at a young age, uh, that I would follow my path, um, and and that would probably entail sacrificing, um, relationships, uh. And uh, you know, and I don't think you know. I, I, as I stated earlier, I was I'm dealing with this in my set mm-hmm. to come to Black Love. Um, 
you hear more in depth. Yeah, 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 you will, Ashley. But um, I, I've I've chosen my path, um, and it and it, it doesn't seem to be uh, what well, hasn't been thus far. It hasn't been uh, the the proper uh, situation to have a relationship um, because I'm dealing with a path of you know community organizing, grassroots organizing, and um, you know, in communities and through the arts, and it, and it's uh, it's a cumbersome task. It's, you know, it, it seems as though it's an uphill battle, but it's a, it's a winnable battle. And so, knowing that, knowing already seeing Is that the some vic- optimism, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, actually, already seeing the victory is the motivation to be like, okay, by any means necessary, we have to accomplish this goal. And so the, the the commitment and time it takes to accomplish this seemingly insurmountable goal uh, probably will require all of my time, you know. But it's also inclusive in like parenting, like all that's all in the same thing. And so unless there's a compatible um, mate that understands that purpose and that drive and actually is a part of it. Mm-hmm. So I would if I were to be uh intertwined with somebody i want to be a part of their drive their goal their life mission mm-hmm. i don't want to be like a separate like oh this is the time where i'm committed to this work and this is the time that i'm committed to making this relationship work with this person so you know to answer your question it hasn't really been a a, a struggle or uh well, except because, you know, you're human, then you, you fall in love with people by accident. It's like, oh, I didn't expect to be having these feelings and dealing with this thing pulling at my heart. And it's like, ah, but at the end of the day, if that person doesn't, um, well, if those two people don't um, lift and encourage each other towards their already destined goals, I don't think you should force you know, what you personally want to interfere with, like, divine paths that people have been sent okay, along. a lot of people do that and get yeah. stuck on that forcing part. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I ain't trying to force nothing. But so it hasn't really been a struggle, per se, except when you, well, I can't say with you, when I have met, uh, well, it's not even a lot of people. Like, I'm one person in particular <laughs> in my uh, straggly uh, love life. But... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, man. So it's like to answer your question, that, that has six really women out there disappointed right now. They was like, "I thought <laughs> no, I was." No, they're not. Anyway, <laughs> no, that's I have no fear of that happening. But uh, but yeah, so it's really about which, like like Anika said, like you make time for for what you want and what you feel is important, mm-hmm. and um, and you know, just fly by night flings aren't important to me but if i meet somebody and i i really get a sense of their their energy and their spirit and their drive and their commitment to themselves that's attractive to me mm-hmm. like oh this person is kind of committed and has a drive and is seeking to and it's like and it's not even like oh how can they help me my first instinct was like mm mm-hmm. I wonder how I can help her. Right, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, mm, and but if that isn't reciprocated the other way, 
It's tough. You know that. No, it's not tough. It's not the fit. It's It's easy. easy. Yeah. So that's kind of where I stand. Yeah, I said it's tough. You know, it's human. I always say it's human nature to make things more difficult than they have to be. But I tell people, because you're right, it's it's not tough. Because we make it harder. Like, oh, now I got to decide. No, just yeah. yeah, If it doesn't okay, people always feel like they you you know um, the dissolution of a relationship is losing. But sometimes it's supposed to dissolve. It ain't supposed to be what it is. Yeah, and I think if you're doing the right things in your personal life. Like God yeah. will align you with what you're supposed to be aligned with, and right. maybe you, and who, maybe yeah. you think exactly. like, ah, oh, it should be this person. It should, but but God just like, nah, bro. Wait, wait nothing. two years, and I'll prove to you why I was right. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So now I just listen at first. Like, okay, I got yeah. you. Yeah. I don't need the tough lesson. <laughs> so I want to, uh, yeah, I just wanted to ask you that, Jay, because uh, you always have interesting. I don't know if that made any sense. Like, no, no, it did. It did. Sorry. I followed you kind of, right? It, it, okay. it, was, it was, anyway. That's all I expect. Okay. patchy, but it was all right. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I definitely wanted to show that, the, you know, because both of you guys are on similar, you know, kind of paths and wavelengths, and I think that's why you guys work well, you know, together. But to see that, um, the the uh, the perspectives of that question from both sides is interesting, and I'm glad that that happened. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but um, so the Nubian human. Mm-hmm. It's just Nubian human, Dave. Well, I mean, it's okay. Uh, I keep t- I keep telling saying, you. So I would say like the Nubian human. We're live from the Nubian. That's like human. a person. Hey, I'm but here with not, the Nubian human. No, no, but like the Nubian human it's location. Like the black like human. The Nubian human boutique, or like you know. But anyway, it's just Nubian human. Yeah, and he would point to it and be like, "It's right there." Do you see a the? I'm like, "Nah, no, you're right." And so I start saying it. But sometimes I'll throw the "the" in front of there accidentally. I apologize. I felt guilty because I'm sitting here with the Nubian human. So, <laughs> well, yeah, if anybody, it would be her. She's right, the she, Nubian human. I told you. It's, yeah. you we got to get to a superhero outfit. And I teach you to fly, I guess. I don't know how that. But yeah, my kid, that my kids fine. think Dave can fly for real. I can. Because I call him Super day. Dave. They really, like, real life think he can fly. I'm like, he's just not showing y'all right now. I'm going to do it uh, one day. That's what you say? He's not showing y'all right now? Mm. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure, right? <laughs> well, my kids think I'm retired as Batman. They really think <laughs> it's not even a game. Like, I can't even let because this is live and it's going to air. Like, yeah, I am retired. As Batman. I used to be Batman in my younger days. <laughs> Why do you wait? You wait, wait. Be a little boy. Right, right. Yeah, that was, uh, you know. I didn't say that, children. <laughs> uh, daddy's daddy's retired. Love. Superman at one point, but anyway, we live next to Superman. Right, yeah. doesn't fly anymore. <laughs> you know, they're probably like, "Daddy, well, everybody all retired." Right, it was like, well, they'll they'll feel it around. when when their knees when they don't feel it when right, they get yeah. old. They're like, "Oh, this is why they retired." All fighting, caught up with them. You they'll know. figure it out. Can't do it forever. <laughs> but so, um, uh, speaking of retirement and all that, so um. What do you look forward to, like in in those days? Like, do you have like a plan? Oh, well, I already know I'm about the to say, island. Dave, I already island. told it's you, I'm island. island. The planet. You answered all the questions <laughs> before <laughs> I. So, so you're going to Anguilla? Oh yeah. Uh, that's a few years. Okay, that's that's in the plans. That's later. already yeah. Yes, it's that's up. real. Cool, cool. Yeah. To be clear, uh, when you said that at first, you'd be like, "Yeah, I'll just go to my island," like you already. Like it's already there. Well, already? I firmly believe in claiming it. Oh yeah, okay, you know, like okay, that's, okay. That's no, I was just asking if you already had it because I was going to say, can we ride over there real quick <laughs> just to check some stuff? I just want to see what it looked sure, like over sure. there. Okay, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, not yet. But retirement, hopefully, you know, I do hope to retire as have 
having you know multiple businesses right, that right. are you know for the most part self-functioning with the teams that that work on them right. um that's ultimately the goal because i would like for us to get into like manufacturing incubation um definitely franchising at some point we have to really work through that model i've been doing a lot of research and speaking with nice. um folks in that who, who are franchisees and franchisors so there's a lot of things that i'm you know just looking into to see what the the long-term possibilities are for nubian human so i could tell you have that energy like you have like a lot of things working at the same time in do your I, brain. I, do like, I look crazy? If no, I'm no, that's not. See, <laughs> just that's the, but see, a lot of people depends mistake, on who you ask. A lot of a lot of people mistake it for you know insanity, but it's actually you know brilliance. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of things moving at the same time and a lot yeah. of thoughts and it's, you know there are there are there's a lot of thoughts. Yeah, have that time to get focused and just you know start producing everything and mm -hmm. be a gajillionaire. Right, and that's um, the plan. She's a publicist too. The publicist. She, got, she wears a many many hats. Many hats. Are, uh, you still a she? You still a she? I'm always. Okay, a I'm she. just checking. You know, based on the conversation we had, earlier, I got to be good with the pronouns. She's a, but she's a. Why would she not be a she? I don't know. I've been a she. Ask the people who writing that bill. What I mean. That's, why? That's, why would she not be a she? Exactly. Well, that's the language, but you can't change. Who you, and that was my point about it. Is no, like you we can't still. See? Well, I mean, you can't. But you know, I mean. Yeah, you can. I don't have a comeback for that. <laughs> You're right. But, uh, but yeah. Because I was being funny one time. I was in this play, you know, with a whole bunch of different uh, folks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just because I wanted Individuals, to, Jay. Yeah, individuals. Well, folks, we folks, just, is, folks, folks, folks is, is cool. Fair. Folks is cool. And, and I was just like, well, to fit in, I was like, well, I want to I wanna be uh, addressed as they. And everyone did it. But no, but they didn't. They didn't <laughs> because I came back the second day and they weren't doing it, and I was upset. <laughs> I was like, I asked to be acknowledged as they. Do you why, feel like they felt like you was making that? fun of them though? Probably so. <laughs> but so what? Like if you, the whole statement was, well, we will address you as as according to what you you know want identified. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's what I said. I'm gonna start identifying as but a millionaire. The next day they didn't do it, and I was like, should I be offended? But I wasn't. Yeah, well, but uh, I was just like, so it only works. It seems it seems like a flawed system. And <laughs> before we start to get into that conversation, yes, yeah, that's, that's all I got on that. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> We're not gonna uh, <laughs> delve into that uh, whole thing. Before we go though, I have to ask you. I know I asked you the first time you were here, but I always like to ask this question because I always like the answer that I get. Okay. Uh, the um, if you had an opportunity to talk to young Anika, let's go. Do, do you remember when I asked you before? Probably something about go for it, be fearless, maybe. Okay, so I, I usually go like preteen, like adolescent. Let's go nineteen year old Anika. Oh, she was wilding then. Yeah. That's wild out. I, don't, I didn't know her back then. Did you know her, Jay? Nope. You, nope. you heard the stories. I, yeah. Well, I know her now, so I know what she was like <laughs> at nineteen. So yeah, if you could just you know whisper a bit of advice to to nineteen year old, put Anika. the drink down. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. I told you. Well, this is what Anika, not with Jay. I'm sorry. Okay. Study. Right, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, what would, that, what would that conversation be like? You know, if she walked in right now and you had a chance to talk to her, what would that conversation oh be like? Oh, my goodness. 19 year old Anika. Jeez, that was so long ago. 
Um, well, five years. You know, right? oh, five years. That's right. That's five right. years. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me see. Twenty-two. My Nineteen-year-old self. I would say probably, probably something around like plan for nothing, but be ready for everything. Mm-hmm. Try to get all philosophical. No, right. for real. <laughs> because I feel like you know, I planned. You know, I planned when I graduated. I was like, when I graduated college, I was like, yeah, I want to be this big architect and I want to have my own office and my briefcase and all this other stuff. And I would say, when I was of that age, I did have my own office. I was making good money, mm. but it wasn't. At 19? No, no, no. When I graduated. Oh, okay. I graduated. I'm sorry. Um, not right after I graduated, but a few years into it, into my career, and um, but it looked completely different than what I had dreamt up in my mind. Mm-hmm. And even with like Nubian Human opening my store, this is com- this is what I have in my mind, but it's a piece of it, and um, you know, it, it's here, but it's I have to be open to whatever it, yeah, whatever's yeah. gonna come. The so yeah. yeah, so I would just say that you know, like because in college you're told like yeah go to school then you get out you get to be this but it's kind of like it it doesn't really work like that so just being more pliable and um but focused you know i think i would have told myself at 19. okay pliable is the word syracuse yep yeah all day pwi right yeah that's that's sally may Sally Mae. <laughs> you got to claim them. Right. They getting a piece of the Sally Mae. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's my story. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us again, man. We, Thank it's you. always awesome when you come through. Like, he called I'm you a, man. I'm offended. Did I say ma'am? No, ma'am. I feel like I said. You didn't say ma'am? I feel like I it's did. live, so we can go back. We can go back and look at it. <laughs> oh my anyway, because uh, I'm gonna lie anyway. I'm gonna say whatever Nika said. I called her as well. But, uh, <laughs> See now, but this is what happened. Now we're all stuck and confused. Right. We can't get, get That's what I'm saying. That's the whole point. <laughs> Don't know so, what anyway, you're saying. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan of your energy. Like, Thank you. Uh, yeah, Same so here. I appreciate you. Um, coming and sharing that energy with us today. Uh, before we go, I definitely want you to. Um, Talk about the Black Love Experience, where people can find it, how they can get tickets and things of that nature. Yeah, so they can go to blackloveexperience.com, spelled out all the way, B-L-A-C-K-L-O-V-E, experience.com. Um, or you can go to Nubian Human, N-U-B-I-A-N-H-U-E-M-A-N.com, and click on the Black Love Experience link. Um, and again, it's March 21st. Um, at the Arc, 1901 Mississippi Avenue here in Southeast D.C. For those that are listening that are not in the area. Um, and get your tickets. Prices go up March 1st. So Uh-oh. y'all got the plug right now. Go ahead and get those tickets. Get it. Yep. Get it immediately. Hope if to not see you soon. there. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And the Nubian Human, you already gave the website. They're <laughs> online and they also have locations here. The Nubian Human. <laughs> I did it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's the that's the uh, <laughs> the damn pronouns. Okay, Nubian Human is online and they have locations here at the Anacostia Arts and oh, not even <laughs> the nope. Arts and Center. the Baltimore. Yeah, in Baltimore, definitely check them out. Jay, you promoting anything? Uh, yeah, we got oh, na- yeah, Native right. Tongue open mic uh, this Friday. Door 7.30, show at 8, the feature, 
is Cecily Alexa, who is who has been bubbling in D.C. for the past couple years. Nice. She just put out a, a magnificent EP, a visual EP. It's great. It's, it's promoting black love and, and mm-hmm. all of that. Uh, we also got a, a sub feature, uh, Super Dave, oh, comedian. Wait, nah, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> this Friday, <laughs> February 28th. This weekend? No, no. Now, I got to do I better write some stuff. Then uh, you know, just the, the regular stuff still got the mixtape is still uh making its rounds through the through the culture. Um uh, it's on my bad camp, but I'm trying to funnel everything like when Cecily was on here. So everything you can find everything all that I'm doing on Jason's lyrics.com, J A Y S U N S lyrics.com and you can figure out all the stuff that I'm doing and I'm working on. Cool, cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not doing anything at all. Well, uh, Friday I'll be. You'll here be featuring as a comedian. Um, Get my tomatoes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, because if you miss, you're gonna hit the pictures. You got it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'll probably have to clean place, it up. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, we're not gonna do that. So <laughs> no, nah, but I, um, yeah. Outside of that, um, just check us out every Monday. We'll be here at Nubian Human. Oh, real quick. Um, Think last. I don't know if we discussed that uh, Washington D.C. has uh, legally, through legislation, made "Go-Go" the official music of Washington D.C. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about that too because uh, 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 Muriel Bowser was all in it. And yeah, like, it, after she already made her statement about not really liking "Go-Go," bruh, how so it's, it's a whole got. lot to that that we got to do another but, show. Yeah, but it's still but, uh, it's the reason I brought it up at end because it's still like a hot topic dope, on yeah. a lot of people's. Yeah timelines and it's a lot of uh discussion groups talking about it online that i'm in so i just wanted to acknowledge that whether people view it as good or bad i think it has it has happened and uh we'll we'll, uh delve a little further into that next next week definitely definitely and uh maybe anika come back and talk to us no well next week we got uh somebody uh we got west west felton uh coming next week Add some mystery to it. I'm just gonna say somebody special, but thanks. Well, I mean, Wes is knowledge. special. We thank you, special Wes, and we Definitely. love you, brother. Definitely, one hundred percent. We're looking forward to seeing you uh, next Monday here at eleven o'clock on the Neighborish Live Cast. Yeah, yeah. You you do the outro, Dave. No, you just did it. Oh, okay, That's I was I was going to do it, but I was like, damn, do I'm taking Dave's job. Nah, man, we shared a job. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so you. We, One more time. Go ahead. All right. So yeah, uh, next week we looking forward to Wes Felton coming to join us on the Neighbors Live Cast. Uh, uh, reporting? No, we're not oh, reporting. All right, all right. Let me do yeah, it. <laughs> keep your, keep your damn job. I ain't trying to. I stay in my lane. I can delegate once in my life. Nope. No. But uh, thank you guys so much for checking us out on the Neighbors Livecast. Thank you to Anika Hobbs for coming through and for letting us thank use her you. amazing location to do what we do. Nubian human. Oh, well, we just try to be as awesome as you are. <laughs> thank you, Jay, for rocking with me. Shout out to uh, Patrice. Fruitfit. 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 She's out there doing her, uh, her, her training today. Mm-hmm. But she'll be back with us next week. And uh, yeah, join us next week. Wes Felton will be here. And it's going to be another amazing show. This has been the Neighbors Livecast. Peace. Peace.